Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I want to just work forward and I want to make sure that everybody knows that we are committed to the safety of our students. We're committed to the safety of our staff. We're going to work together. There's some really good things in this agreement. There's some really good things that are going to continue to strengthen and build on the, on the procedures and on the safety protocols that we put in place. Expanded testing. Welcome to WBBM In-Depth. I'm Lauren Brown. Chicago Public Schools reopened today for in-person learning. After being closed for five days, as the Chicago Teachers Union in the city went back and forth on COVID safety protocols due to the rising cases from the Omicron variant. I spoke to WBBM's Bernie Tafoya about what we can expect as this continues to unfold. Today, CPS went back to in-person learning. Can you talk to us a little bit about what it took to get to this point? Well, it took a lot of wrangling, uh, to be honest. Uh, The kids lost out five school days. Uh, Teachers were out four of those days. They went back yesterday. And keep in mind, the union rank and file are going to be voting today. So we'll find out later today whether or not they accepted it or not. And even if they don't accept it, there'll just be more uh, negotiations going on. I don't believe that there would be a return to the teachers going back and not being at work. But the teachers were of the opinion that it's not safe to be in schools, while the school system and health officials say it was safe to be in schools, That and that if there are problems at individual schools, that that's where they should be dealt with, uh, not on a district-wide basis where you shut everything down and have everybody go remotely for two or three weeks um, and wait till the surge ends and then return to in-person learning. They say that was a a recipe for disaster really last year when so many students lost out when the district was uh, on remote learning. Um, So there were there was a lot of tugging going on. And uh, like I said, even health officials were saying that in school is where uh, kids needed to be. And that, you know, if kids tested positive or if there was some kind of a, a close situation where somebody might have come in close contact with somebody who had tested positive, that they should quarantine. Um, And so now it comes down to what happens next. Um, It could be that uh, the, if they agree on the metrics, that if a certain percentage of classrooms or students in a class um, test positive or teachers test positive and can't be in school, that those schools might shut down and go to remote learning for a specific amount of time. Uh, But it would not be on a district-wide basis. It would be on a school-by-school or even classroom-by-classroom basis. Do you know any of the concerns of parents on both sides, whether they prefer in-person, whether they prefer virtual? What have been some of the comments um, from parents over the past few days? Well, we don't know uh, in reality what all the the parents want. Uh, What we've seen either in the media or on social media are two views. I mean, some parents say, you know, the scientists have said in person is where kids belong 
or my uh, school had a low positivity rate and there's no reason for my kid not to be in school. And there were other uh, parents who said, you know what, I'm afraid that my kid might bring COVID home. I have people who, who might be immunocompromised at home and are at risk of contracting the coronavirus. Um, that's despite whether or not they may or may not have been vaccinated. And that's where we get into this other thing, testing and vaccination. Uh, testing is also a big portion of what they were talking about in the negotiations. And the city apparently has agreed to a ramped up kind of a testing procedure where more students would be tested. Already, uh, any uh, unvaccinated um, CPS staffer has to be tested every week. Uh, but about 91% of teachers are already uh, fully vaccinated. Um, so the question is getting enough kids tested every week, but also making a big push to get more students vaccinated. Keep in mind about, uh, I think they said about 50% of 12-year-olds on up in this CPS system are fully vaccinated. That's only half. And, and about uh, 25% of 5 to 11-year-olds are vaccinated. There's a long way to go in a school system that has 330,000 students. We've talked a little bit about um, 2020 and the things that they did before. Are they a little bit more on the same page? Is it a little bit less than it was um, in 2020? I think there's always going to be that friction between City Hall and the Chicago Teachers Union. There always has, but has been. But uh, in particular, uh, there's been a real uh, Donnybrook between the Lightfoot administration and the current administration of the uh, Chicago Teachers Union. But when it, when it comes down to it, you still have to get kids in school and you still have to find a way to get kids in behind their desks. Uh, as the mayor said, you know, nobody really wins when you have kids out of school, even if it's a fight over COVID safety precautions, which the, which the city said were already being taken. Um, and so, you know, it will look back on this and wonder, was that the right approach for the uh, teachers union to do by uh, keeping kids out of classes for five days? Would it have made much of a difference? And uh, how much learning did the kids lose? Remember, they just come off of a, a winter break for a couple of weeks. Then they went back for two days and then they were off for five days. When you think about what's next, what have you been hearing so far? I know that you said they're going to vote later today. Um, what, what has it been looking like is going to come out to today? Well, I, th I think what will happen is we'll find out the results later today. It's kind of an electronic ballot for teachers. So they may have been voting throughout the day and they'll, they'll have until a certain time period to finish their voting. Uh, but in the end, it'll be one of those things where um, whatever they agree on, we're going to find out the, re the, uh, the exact um, uh, proposals, what everybody, what, what the exact uh, settlement was, because right now we we're being told generally what, what is in the uh, package. Uh, from both sides, you're getting dribs and drabs, but uh, the city has said it's going to lay out fully once the teachers vote what's in the package. And then I guarantee you that both sides will try to keep each other honest in, in saying that, you know, you're either not keeping up your end of the bargain or you're, you, you know, one side or another is not doing, doing the best it can to, uh, to get this problem dealt with. And, and keep in mind, they, they all have the same goal. <laughs> I would think, and that's to get kids educated, but also to keep them safe. And right now, the question is, you know, each side has a different view of what is safe. Although, as we started out this whole process, you know, a couple of years ago, everybody said, believe in the science. And then 
the public health officials were saying, well, the science says that schools are a low rate uh, area for transmission, that kids don't generally, even when they're next to another kid for a long period of time, they're not always going to be transmitting coronavirus. And so, you know, the question is, well, do you listen to science one time? And then when, when you don't really like what the science says, do you, do you act in a different way? Well, all I can say is it's probably not the last you've heard about uh, accusations or back and forth between the uh, Chicago Teachers Union and the fifth floor of City Hall. That was WBBM's Bernie Tafoya. Stay tuned to WBBM for the latest on this developing story. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.